Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Provoking a divine change of level through the power of sacrifice. And I want us to read from the book of Genesis 22. But the Bible makes us to understand in Genesis 21 and 22, the Bible tells us that God gave Abraham a very simple instruction. Simple in the sense that I want you to do something, but it's a very difficult instruction to carry out. The Lord told Abraham, say, go and sacrifice your son, Isaac, on a particular mountain that I was going to show you. And the Bible told us that immediately Abraham received that instruction, Abraham obeyed. By the time you get to verse number 10 of Genesis 22, the Bible tells us, it says, Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Verse number 11, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord called out to him from the heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hands on the lad, nor do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. In other words, the Lord God Almighty gave Abraham a very difficult instruction, requested something very difficult from him. The Bible says that Abraham, because of Abraham's love, Abraham's trust from the Almighty God, prompted Abraham to willingly let go a son that he waited for for 25 years. And the willingness of Abraham to sacrifice his son attracted the attention of the Almighty God. When God looked at him, there was a guy who had waited for 25 years to get this single thing. And the Lord now said, I want that thing, that thing that you have been waiting for, that thing that is important to you, that is that thing that I want. And as soon as Abraham released it, Abraham did not kill Isaac, but in his heart, he had already released Isaac. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 4, we say, Abraham believed that the person who gave it to him, if he wants it, is able to give him back to him again. And because Abraham trusted God, because Abraham loved God, because Abraham believed that God was able to bring Isaac back to life, Abraham released Isaac. And as soon as Abraham released Isaac, the Bible told us that the sacrifice attracted divine attention. In other words, Abraham's sacrifice attracted the attention of the Almighty God. And like Abraham's sacrifice attracted the attention of the Almighty God, your sacrifice, if it is done with a open heart, if it is done in faith, will also attract God's attention in Jesus' name. Your sacrifice, if you offer it with a full belief that God is able to hear and answer, as Abraham's sacrifice attracts the attention of God, your sacrifice also will attract the attention of the Almighty God. In 2 Chronicles chapter 1, 2 Chronicles chapter 1, reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us, it says, Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him, and exalted him exceedingly. And Solomon spoke to all Israel, 
to the captain of thousands and of hundreds, to the judges and to every leader in all Israel, the heads of the fathers' houses. And then Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place that was in Gibeon, for the tabernacle of meeting with God was there, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. Verse number 6. The Bible now tells us, And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offering on it. And now look at what happened in verse number 7. The Bible now tells us, it says, On that night, God appeared unto Solomon and said to him, Ask what I should give you. I want you to notice one thing from this verse of the scripture. You will see that the sacrifice that we offer, the sacrifice that Abraham offered, the sacrifice that Solomon offered, not only attracted the divine attention of the Almighty God, the sacrifice of Solomon also provoked a divine visitation. The Bible tells us that the God Almighty appeared unto Solomon that same night. After the sacrifice was offered, it attracted the attention of the Almighty God. God said, no, I need to see who is giving me the sacrifice. It's just like when you meet somebody, you're celebrating something, or you just come back from home, you open the door, and you meet a very huge package. You open the package, and your jaw drops to the floor. And by the time you open it, it is just wonderful. You say, who is this person that gave me this thing? I have to find out. Before you know what's happening, you are making phone calls, you are trying to reach that person. Why? Because it is something that really attracted your attention. That is what our sacrifice does. And my brothers and sisters, just like the sacrifice of Solomon provoked a divine visitation, your sacrifice as you gave it in faith will also provoke a divine visitation in your life and your family in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to hold your place in that first Corinthians chapter 1. If you turn a few pages to chapter 7, Second Corinthians chapter 7, the Bible tells us there from verse number 1. It said, Then the king, now talking about Solomon still, said then the king and all the people offered a sacrifice before the Lord. Then Solomon, King Solomon, offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 ships. That is a lot of slaughtering. That is a lot of slaughtering. 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer. I have chosen this place for myself and a house of sacrifice. Again, notice. You will see from the scripture that sacrifice not only attracts the attention of God. Sacrifice not only provokes the divine visitation, but sacrifice also provokes a divine response. In other words, God not only sees what you're doing, God is not only going to visit you with what you're doing, but God will respond to the sacrifice that you put upon the altar. And just like Israel sacrificed the thousands of rams in the presence of the Almighty God, so with the sacrifice of your family, the sacrifice of us as a church family, will also attract a divine response in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that response was that God said, I am going to make sure my, heart, my eyes is upon this house. If you read the entire chapter, it said, anywhere you are, if you turn and you face that temple and you pray, it says something will happen. Why? Train myself to become the best at what I do so that I can get access to the company that I want to get to. Sacrifice is giving up something meaningful, valuable, or treasured in our lives. To sacrifice means to renounce ownership. To say, I'm not going to hold on to this thing. 
I'm going to give it because I like something. I want to give it because I'm pursuing something. I want to give it because I want to get something. Sacrifice means renouncing ownership. Okay? Sacrifice means to surrender the right or the authority over something. So when I say I sacrifice, I sacrifice my money for the Almighty God. I sacrifice my time for the Almighty God. I sacrifice my talent for the Almighty God. I'm talking about saying I'm renouncing my my control over this situation and I'm placing it upon the altar of the Almighty God. So when we're talking about sacrifice in the Bible, we're talking about giving up something, surrendering something, renouncing ownership of something for the purpose of serving and worshipping the Almighty God. That's what it means in the scripture. You are giving up something so that you can serve the Lord. You are renouncing something so that you can glorify the name of the Lord. You are releasing something that you have control over. And you are saying, Lord, I'm not going to exercise this control anymore. I'm going to release it to you so that I can glorify your name. That's what it means by sacrifice in the scripture. And the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 5. If you read from verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as their children. And what did God do? He said, And walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. In other words, Christ when he came, did not live his own life. He said, Lord, not my will but yours be done. He released and relinquished his own authority over himself and completely abandoned himself in the hand of the Almighty God. Paul is saying, be imitators of Christ and live a life of sacrifice because when you do, that's when you see the promotion that you are looking for. That's when you see the exaltation that you are looking for. That's when you go get to the level that you are trusting God for to get there. In other words, sacrifice in the Bible is about surrendering. Sacrifice in the Bible is about renouncing ownership. Sacrifice in the Bible is about giving up something for the purpose of obeying and serving God. Sacrifice is about going the extra mile. It's about saying, this is what other people will do, but I will go a step further. Yes, you want to pass a class, you are supposed to study two hours. No, I want to get an A+, plus, so I will study four hours. That is going the extra mile. Jesus Christ said, if they ask you for your coat, he said, don't give them only your coat, give them your inner jacket also. Go the extra mile. Because when you give that sacrifice, it attracts the attention of heaven, it brings his presence into your life, and it provokes a divine response. So sacrifice in the scripture is about going the extra mile. Now the question is this, if... Sacrifice in the Bible is about going the extra mile. What is the purpose of going for that extra mile? Why? Why do I have to surrender? Why do I have to renounce anything in order to serve God? Why do I have to go to that extra mile? Why is the purpose of sacrifice? Why do I have to sacrifice? My brothers and sisters, we sacrifice because we are showing the reasonable response to the mercies of God that you have enjoyed. If somebody has done you good, what do you do? Somebody has done something very good for you, what do you do? You just take some time and say, okay, I want to show my appreciation. I give you something in return. And that is what sacrifice is all about. The Bible said that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And how do you respond to somebody who delivered you? You show your appreciation. And that's why the Bible said that you should give a sacrifice of praise. In other words, you thank the Almighty God. 
for taking you out of the married clay even to the place where you need to be. So sacrifice, the purpose of sacrifice, number one, is our response to the mercy that we have enjoyed. Number two, it's a demonstration of your love for the Almighty God. The Bible makes us to understand Abraham's willingness to sacrifice Isaac to God demonstrated his absolute love and trust for the Almighty God. When you say you love somebody, when you say you trust somebody, you are willing to give up certain things for them. You are willing to give up certain conveniences for them. You are willing to give up certain things that will make the life of that person more comfortable. What is what we see? The purpose of sacrifice is to demonstrate our love and our trust to the Almighty God. The purpose of sacrifice is to advance the kingdom of the Almighty God. Bible makes us understand in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 that Paul the Apostle was motivated to sacrifice, to suffer, to go through all he went through because he wanted to make sure that the kingdom of God is preached to other people. And that is why you see a pastor laboring in a particular mission field, not because of the money he wants to get, but because he wants to see the word of God established in the life of people. So people sacrifice for the purpose of kingdom advancement. Many of us who are Africans will receive the gospel because some people left the comfort of their homes and came to Africa to minister the gospel unto us. And many who are ministering today are doing exactly the same thing. Kingdom advancement is the purpose of sacrifice. Not only that, we sacrifice because we want to secure a future harvest. In Psalm 126 that we read earlier this morning, he that continually goes forth weeping, seeds for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing sheaves with him. In other words, if you do not sacrifice, there is a strong probability that you will not see your desired harvest. Do you think that the farmer is happy any day he carries his basket during the planting season and start throwing away the corn on the field? A person who doesn't understand farming will say, why are you wasting this thing? Why don't you just go and cook it for your family and eat? You are throwing it in the ground. What about if it doesn't grow? What about the animal eating? You can have all sorts of things happen. But if you are not willing to make the sacrifice of putting those things on the ground, you are not assured of a harvest. The same thing in the principle of the scripture. If you are not willing to sacrifice, you will not be able to secure your future. So the reason why we sacrifice is because we are looking to secure a better future. That's why you do it. Why are you in church today? Why are you serving the Almighty God? But we are trying to secure our eternal destiny. That is the reason we are doing what we are doing right now. That is the reason why you are not going about living a life that does not glorify the name of the Lord. You sacrifice for the purpose of securing a future harvest. You also sacrifice for the purpose of provoking a divine change of level. But there is no way you will extend the kingdom of God. There is no way you will sow into the life of your brother. There is no way you will show appreciation to the Almighty God and God will say, okay, I see. I'll never do anything to you. It's not possible. It is not possible. Even you do it. Somebody comes to visit you, brings something. They are leaving, they give something to your kids. They roll some money, they give to your children. They are coming, they bring a bottle of water or they bring a can of coke or they do something. They do that every time they come and see you. When you are going to see them, what happened? You will remember the things that they have done. You will remember and you also take something to them also. And if you have even better things that you want to do for them, you will do it. Why? Because they have sacrificed for you in the past. It's a very simple process. So we sacrifice for the purpose of provoking a change in our status. Because the Bible says it is always better to give than to receive. If you live your life just receiving, 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 you 
You are only going to be on the survival level. I tell you that. You are only going to be on the survival level. But if you live a life of giving, a life of releasing, a life of blessing other people, you are a flow, you are a country too with the grace of God flows into life of other people, you will continue to rise. You will continue to rise. So we sacrifice to provoke a divine change of level. And you must understand that not all sacrifices that you offer are acceptable. There are some sacrifices that when you offer it, God will close his clothes. I say, I don't want to hear this one. I pray that will not be your own in Jesus' name. But there are some that when you offer, heaven rejoice because they are happy seeing you. In the book of Genesis chapter 4, Genesis chapter 4, the Bible tells us about two sacrifices that were offered. The one offered by Cain and the one offered by Abel. Reading from verse number 3, the Bible says, In the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought forth the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. The Bible didn't say anything about it. Okay, the guy brought it fine. Brought it. But look at verse number 4. He said, And Abel also brought a firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and on his offering. In other words, there are some offerings that God will have respect for. There are some that he will just say, you are wasting your time. If you read the book of Isaiah, you see all sorts of sacrifices that God says, I don't want to see. That your sacrifice is, is actually making me very angry when you break it. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. So there are sacrifices and there are sacrifices. The Bible is telling us some sacrifices are accepted, some are not accepted. Some will leave you the same way, some will not even leave you the same way. Some will move the needle, others will not move the needle. There are sacrifices that do something for you, and there are sacrifices that are just meaningless. They are useless. And the question is why? Why are some sacrifices accepted? And why are some not accepted? What kinds of sacrifice are accepted? What kinds are rejected? What kind of sacrifice changes your level? What kind of sacrifice keeps you at the same level? What is a level changing sacrifice? That's what we want to find out here this morning. And my brothers and sisters, the sacrifice that is acceptable, that sacrifice that changes your level, number one is the sacrifice that is costly. It's a very costly sacrifice. Very costly, very expensive. And I'm not talking in terms of money. And remember the story of that particular woman. The Bible says that when everybody was giving money in the temple, Jesus Christ said that who gave the most? And everybody was talking about the people who came with the bag of money. And Jesus Christ said, no. The woman with the widow's mind gave the most. Why? Because the giving is not in terms of size, in terms of proportion. God calculates your giving based on the percentage. It is all that the woman had because that widow's mind, that what she dropped was 100% of what she had. So the sacrifice that is accepted is that a costly and expensive sacrifice. A sacrifice that costs you something. shows your commitment and your submission to the Almighty God. The more submitted and committed you are to the Almighty God, the more of God's power you see move in your life. Your sacrifice is powerful and is able to change your level because it shows your dependency and your trust on the Almighty God. Your sacrifice is powerful and able to change your level because it relies on the integrity of the Word of God. The Bible says, Forever, O Lord, your Word is settled in heaven. When you take that Word and say, Lord, based on this Word, I am taking this action. God has no option than to fulfill the, the word that he has spoken. Your sacrifice is powerful and change your level because it challenges God's faithfulness. It says, God, this is what you said. This is what you said. And I'm doing it. Let's see what you're going to do now. I've given you this example before. 
Your son, you go to your son and say, Junior, go and clean your room. Clean your room, I'm going to give you ten dollars. Junior say, fine, dad, I'm going to clean my room. Before you came back from what Junior has cleaned the room, did everything, even put air fresh now. Everything is looking good. What are you supposed to do now? You're owing Junior ten dollars. The fact that Junior did what he was supposed to do when he could have been reading or running around in the street, he sacrificed the time to be able to clean his room. He is now challenging the faithfulness of daddy. You have to produce that $10. The same thing you are doing with God. When God gives a promise and you put a sacrifice to back up your prayer and you say, Lord, this is what it is. And God says, okay, this person is challenging my faithfulness. And that's why the Bible tells the book of Numbers 23. You see, God is not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that he should repent. As he said, tell him not do it. Or as he spoken, tell him not make it good. Whatever God has said, if you act on the basis of that word, you challenge God's faithfulness to fulfill his word. And then the sacrifice is powerful and able to change your level because it commits God to action. You are committing God to action. As soon as Junior cleaned the room, the daddy is committed to releasing that $10. As soon as you obey God and you do what you are supposed to do and you offer that sacrifice, you have committed God to act. That was why when Solomon, after dedicating the temple, God was committed to act. God said, I have now sinned and I put my name upon this temple. Sacrifice is powerful because it commits God's integrity. It commits God. It challenges God's faithfulness. But at the same time, it commits God to action. God has to act. So now that you've seen the reason why sacrifices are powerful and change your level, the question is, what sacrifices are acceptable for the Almighty God? What sacrifices are acceptable for the Almighty God? Number one, the sacrifices that are acceptable for the Almighty God are the sacrifices that are done with the willing hearts. You cannot go to the Almighty God and say, you say, we could bring sacrifice, we don't give and take. Eh? If you do that, you say, okay, because I can't beg you for it, that's why you are throwing sacrifices at my face. You better come and carry your stuff. You cannot give God a sacrifice without a willing heart. The sacrifice that is acceptable is what is willing. You have to do it out of willingness. You have to do it cheerfully. Now you go do it with your face all squeezed up. Mm. You know, you cannot do that. Sacrifice that is acceptable, number one, must, must be from a willing heart. Number two, must be done cheerfully. Number three, must be offered in faith. You have to believe the person that you are giving it to. It must be offered in faith. It must be holy and without blemish. The Lord specifically gave instruction in the book of Deuteronomy. He said, you shall not sacrifice to the Lord your God an ox or a sheep which has blemish or defects. In other words, you have two cow or two chicken. You are giving the Lord the one that is like this. God said, no, I don't want that one. The one we don't get problem. That's the one I want. So whatever you are giving to the Lord must be holy and must be without blemish. And whatever you are giving to the Lord will be done with a heart, a contract heart, and a broken spirit. In other words, you are not doing it because you are entitled to it. Say, God, I say we should bring a sacrifice. I have brought it so you must bless me. After all, you know I'm the one who is here. You know how important I am in this place. I mean, once you start behaving like that, I say, you, you are important. Okay, God will help you. Anything you bring to the Almighty God must be done with a broken spirit and a contract heart. Psalm 51 verse 17 tells us, The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contract heart. Oh God, you will not despise. So when you come into His presence with a sacrifice, with a broken heart and a contract spirit, God can never ignore it. And then finally, 
The sacrifice that is acceptable before the Almighty God is a sacrifice with a general cost. Something that really touches you, something that really makes meaning to you. The question is that what are the blessings when you offer and your sacrifices are accepted before the Almighty God? Second Corinthians chapter 7, reading from verse number 12. The Bible tells us that the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayers and I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven, and there is no rain. Or command the locusts to devour the land. Or send pestilence among my people. If my people would, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their evil ways. Then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, and do according to all I have commanded you, if you keep my statutes and my judgment, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom. As I covenanted with David your father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man as ruler. In other words, the blessings that accompany an acceptable sacrifice is the blessings of the presence of the Almighty God. The blessings of the presence of the Almighty God. Number two is the blessings of answered prayer. When you offer and your sacrifice is accepted, your prayers are answered. It's the blessing of the forgiveness of sin. When you offer, the sins are forgiven. The blessings of an acceptable sacrifice is the blessing of healing and deliverance. Because when you come into his presence, whatever issue is going on, he's able to take away. Not only that, the blessing of an acceptable sacrifice is the blessing of establishment. Say, I will establish a man to be on the throne of David forever. It's a blessing of a change of level. When you bring it unto him, one thing I can assure you is that God never gives you on the same level. He always outgives you. Whatever you give to the Lord, you can be sure that he's going to multiply it. So he will not only establish you, he will change your level. The question is that, who is that person who can give an acceptable sacrifice? For you to give an acceptable sacrifice, there has to be a clean hands and a pure heart. You cannot continue to live in sin and expect the grace of God to multiply. Sacrifice is not a substitute for your obedience to the Almighty God. So the man who will give an acceptable sacrifice is a man with a clean heart and a pure heart. Is a man with a broken and a contrite spirit. A man with a fear and a reverence for the Lord. A man with faith and confidence in the Almighty God and a man that rests on the faithfulness of the Almighty. Those are the people who can give an acceptable sacrifice. The question is, are you that kind of person? I that kind of person. Because it's one thing for us to hear about the Word of God. It's one thing for us to be taught about the things that provoke a divine visitation. But those things are useless if we do not take the necessary step to make them happen. You know, one of the things that would have sold very well in America is if somebody can help you exercise and you lose weight. That would sell so much in America. If we can devise a way, I will be on the treadmill, I'll be more running, and you are the one losing weight. Oh my God, you will make a lot of money. Unfortunately, I've not been able to come up with it. The same thing. I cannot teach the word of God, and if you do not do it, you cannot get the blessing. The only way the blessing of the word of God will come into your life is when you take the word of God and you act upon it. Are you the kind of person who can offer your sacrifice? Offer yourself as an acceptable sacrifice to the Almighty God. 
Because it is when you do, that is when the blessings will come. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.